back to Excuse My Friend. We are your hosts. I'm Alexis. I'm Julia. And I'm Marcel. And we have Marcel. <laughs> if you can Oh, he, we, we were going to give you an intro, my, yeah, my but, friend. But, but you kind of beat us to it. You just kind of went for it. You guys can still give me an intro. Okay, great, Julia. All right. She has well, a script. We have our good friend, Marcel <laughs> Klein. He is a world-class hypnotist, motivational speaker, and success coach. And you were named um, top 10 entrepreneur on Yahoo. Right? So we're here with him. We're going to chat and kind of like pick his brain and hang out. Okay, so why don't we, like, how did we, we meet? We have to talk about how we met. Yes. Well, I was eating sushi and... All of a sudden, I hear behind me, roll, 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 which is the name <laughs> of the restaurant. And I turn around, and I'm like, I'm getting their number. And then I did. Wow, so that's your version. So our version was we walked in, we saw three guys, and we're like, oh, geez, here they are. And you guys were ready to rumble. This was like Men. like the second day of us living in L.A. So we were just like, we want to make friends. We want to meet guys. And like the conversation just flowed. And, and it was, No, it, was, it didn't flow. I was all about it. I was trying to have a conversation with you guys. And Julia, she's all like crazy and weird. She's I'm like, I really don't know shy. about them. We're new to L.A. They might be stalkers. Well, no, I don't like, to know where we like, are. Everybody's dangerous. And then like I tell, he's like, oh, what part of town are you in? I kind of tell him. He's like, I know exactly where you live. So I was like, oh, shoot. We are getting well, murdered tonight. Well, I asked what city you live in. They said the city. And I'm like, oh. So you live across from this restaurant? And they're like, what? What? And I'm like, well, how did I come to that conclusion? Well, I'm like, look, they just moved to L.A. They're influencers. That means this is probably their budget. And I said, okay, well, odds are it's probably this one because this one seems to be like the most likely option. And then I said, yeah, so it's probably this one. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Let's just say I locked every lock on the door that night. I had baseball <laughs> bat petrified. next to me. I, know, I was I, petrified. I mean, I tried to get in. It didn't work. So. Oh, I know. Shit. Yeah. Now like, we know. Now, the truth now comes now out. Now we're here. Um, we also have two Marcel's friends sitting on our beanbag right hi. now. One is falling asleep, and the other one looks like a uh, model, just like just chilling here. I like the view. Say hi. What's up? How do you guys know I Marcel? I wish we had a camera to show you guys. And we know Marcel from uh, from work, but we also, you know, Marcel and I are best friends. So. I don't think she knows me from work. <laughs> have she, you, knows, she knows him a little bit different. Have how, <laughs> how you and Mar- you guys have hooked up? Yeah, I'm his girlfriend. One of his girlfriends. We'll say that. One oh, of his we'll girlfriends. Wait, that's your girlfriends? <laughs> I mean, have you I'm made so it official? Confused. Yes. Okay, so how did, did you official? make it official? Do you want to be my girlfriend? That's it? Yeah. Okay, so I have a question for you. What made you attracted to her? Like, what was the first thing you noticed about her? Like, what was like, I like her, she's hot. She she looks good, yeah. Okay, the truth? Yes. Well, most girls, uh, I'm always focused on work, right? So off the entertainment aspect of this podcast, I'll just be super real on this. She's not annoying. She doesn't really, like, talk to me too much. And that sounds weird, but I mean, she's not, like, taking away. When she talks, it's like... (laughs) It's she's not, like, not up your ass. Yeah, she's not stressing me out. I'm working. I'm focused. She's quiet. She's cool. She's chill. She's adding. You know, she adds value. She's not taking. She's not there. Like, what can I get from this? She's just really easygoing, really fun. You know, chill. Like, it, it's not a distraction. I can work. I can focus. It doesn't affect me. You know, it's not like before a seminar. Like I've had girlfriends right before a seminar. You know, they'll start a fight. It's like I'm about to go do a seminar. I'm about to change these people's lives, and then you, you start drama. That's like, toxic. Yeah, I mean, I break up with him. Oh, I actually hated him at first. I thought How did you guys so meet? She, she blocked yeah. me the second she had me. No, I did. I blocked him on everything. I thought he was so annoying. Interesting. And mm-hmm. how long has it been? You guys have been dating for a how month. long? A month? Yeah. 
I'm just so fixated so on like the cute. reason why you hated him at first. He was just a lot. He was very annoying. And like a lot of people <laughs> told me, <laughs> a lot of people told me that he was a bad person before I came to the house. Really? So I had a bad image of him in my head. Do you still feel that way? Oh, no. Obviously not. not. She wouldn't be here if she still felt that way. That actually brings up a really good point, though. I feel like people who are successful and who are doing things, a lot of people like to talk shit about you to make them feel big and to make you look small, right? Yeah. Don't you think that's a thing? I mean, this is how I put it. If you're going to put someone around me long enough, mm-hmm. they're going to see past what you've said. right? If, if you don't know someone, they can only judge you based off of what they've heard. Mm. I, I'm just curious. I kind of want to know more about your journey, like the hypnotism and all that. How did you get started in that? Well, when I was younger, I wasn't interested in hypnosis. I didn't even believe in it. I actually was more interested in kind of helping guys because I kept getting heartbroken. I was like a nerd at school and... I, want, I wanted to show guys. I'm like, this is how you find love. So I started kind of figuring out how girls think. And I'm like, okay, you know, why is it there's all these rich guys and famous guys, but girls don't necessarily always go for the rich or famous or good-looking guy. They're going for other guys. So I'm like, well, if it's not can't be money because that's not the universal quality. And I wanted like, what's the universal thing everyone likes? And I realized it was confidence. So I said, mm. well, let me work on myself. So I started working on my confidence. I was, you know, I, I went from insecure to not secure. I went from fat, 24, you know, I lost 24 pounds in one month. And I was like, okay. And I was just kind of giving my friends advice. We're all nerds. And then all of a sudden, all my friends were nerds started getting anyone they wanted. Uh. And I was like, well, that's weird. So then girls came up to me and they asked me for advice. And I'd give them advice. And they started getting the guys they wanted. And I was like, well, this is cool. And then people I didn't like, like bullies, would come up to me and ask me for advice. And I'm like... Oh, that's the best. I love that. So I'm like, pay me. And they did. And I'm like, well, I can make money on this. So I didn't really think about making this a career. And then finally, I went to college. And I was going to be a doctor. So I finished one year of college wow. before I finished my senior year. And then I went to my, you know, obviously I graduated. So I was doing my second year, mm-hmm. my first year out of high school. And right when I finished the semester, I said, well, I don't want to do this. I want to go all in on, on what I'm doing. And right before I, gra- like, I finished that year, I saw my friend get hypnotized at San Diego State University. And he went from having no confidence to losing his virginity that night, you know, and you can change that fast. So I think that's why I like hypnosis. It's one of the many tools I use. I think, and I think that the whole journey really has been, I didn't know I'd end up where I'm at. Just kind of the progression, my own self-progression allowed me to progress the business. Mm-hmm. And uh, over time, it's kind of like, whoa, look at the impact you can make. Look at the effect you can have. And I think a lot of people are limited. And they think that you can't change quickly. You can't really make an impact. You can't reach where you want to go. I think for those of you watching, hey, look, I don't care where you're at. If you believe in yourself and you're consistent long enough, You'll get to where you want to go very, very quickly. I mean, look at you guys. Were you guys famous overnight? No. No. You guys, every time I see you, we you're wish. filming every day. You're grinding every day. Yeah. And over time, look at you. I mean, and, and you do out like, crazy shit. I have, like 400 people at my party. And you go and you, you know, you make like oh a God. whole, like a whole video. You're like content. Let's make it happen. Yeah. I try so, to forget that night, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Yeah, it never stops. I you literally grind never stops. Yeah. I heard you say that your mind should be your bitch. Yeah, it should be. I so mean, can you explain that? Okay. Imagine you go... To the gym. I work out. I come home. Yeah. I'm trying to lose weight. And there's a cheesecake in my fridge. Yum. If you're your mind's bitch, you're eating that cheesecake. And you're going to stay fat. If you make your mind your bitch, that's when you go put in the work to go make money. That's when you feel happy. That's when you lose the weight. That's when you get more confident because you're facing your fear. If you let fear control you, that's, you're fucked. How do you make your mind your bitch, though? Because sometimes our thoughts take over and it's hard to get there. And that cheesecake looks really good. That's right. And that's a program. So a lot of people are like, oh, 
You just need a hypnotist to hypnotize you. Well, you can also hypnotize yourself. You can also learn how your mind works. Like, like what is the thought process that happens? When you want a cheesecake, what's happening? Your brain is, like people could say, oh, well, you have dopamine or whatever. Let's just, mm-hmm. let's just talk about the process that's happening. Your brain is envisioning you eating the cheesecake and it being pleasurable. So that's the picture in your head unconsciously. Most people don't consciously think about that. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing the cheesecake. Your brain is saying, oh, how good will that taste? Well, what if I imagine instead of it tasting good, I imagine how good it will feel for me to go on the scale and see my weight loss or how good will it feel when I know I didn't eat the cheesecake. Also, a lot of people put the cheesecake in their fridge. Why is that even in your fridge in the first place? Mm-hmm. Right? So you might be at the grocery store. Oh, I'm not going to eat it. I'll try to buy it. You put it in. You buy it. Someone who's really disciplined isn't going to do that. And that's when you make your mind your bitch. Mm-hmm. How do I make someone like me? Like how do I force someone to like like me? To be honest with you? I don't really think it's possible. Thank you so much. And I don't want to be the thank you. Well, like, I like it. I mean, like, just, no, I'm kidding. just be real. I think if you're no, real, just in general, like for, a, for anyone, like how do you get yeah. like a guy or just anyone that you meet to like really like you? It's a good question. I think this is the biggest thing. Most people try to be something they're not. They wear a mask. So you're yeah. attracting people around you that don't like you for you. They like you for your mask. Mm-hmm. I think the more honest you are, the more open you are, the more you're going to filter people out who don't like you for mm-hmm. you and attract people who like you for you. So if I'm just real, people will like me for me. Whereas if I'm not real, people will like me for whatever I pretend to be. And I think a lot of people get caught up in that. Like, look at social media. People start Photoshopping their body. Like, oh, look how good I look in this. So they post it. Oh, I want the likes. Mm -hmm. Then they go to post another picture. They're like, oh, wait, I can't post that because I don't look this way. So now they start getting crazy and they have to Photoshop and get hotter and hotter and hotter. You see them in person. Literally, I saw someone with, I'm not going to name her, but I saw someone with Anna the other day at a hotel, has 26 million followers on Instagram, has like 80 million followers on TikTok. So there's not that many people that this could be catfish I'm like, 100% we've oh. been to so many events mm. in the same yeah. thing we're like wait wait they look different that's you like huh that's why like I hate using filters because I don't want people to say that about me like I I'm really like, you do like, use filters I don't I try not to because I was starting to like hate myself without them and that's an unhealthy it mindset. is it's, it's remember, remember what I said to you guys the first time I met you what I say I said I know you're I knew you're not from LA why because we're so we didn't, no, real. No, because we didn't have lip injections. No, but is that, I feel like in LA, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it depends. Like, it's a, it's look, however I, you want it to be, I right? know all the celebrities. I know a lot of influencers. And to be honest, whenever they're fake, I look at them and I'm like, okay, you're fake. What, where has being fake gotten you? Are any of them happy? They, every time I go out, I see them all doing drugs. They're all drunk. They can't be confident. They're not enjoying themselves. And they're like miserable human beings who are mm-hmm. just constantly upset and addicted to the validation of social media. It's like, well, hey, wait a second. There's a few that I know that are very confident and they're very real. And guess what? For example, Jake Paul, right? I worked with Jake Paul. Jake Paul is super real. He's super real. What you see is what you get. Like obviously there's a facade, there's a show, but he's a good marketer. But amazing, deep, amazing marketer. But deep down, he's also really real. He's, he has a really tight knit circle. He really does care about his friends. He's a good guy. You know, I really do like him. And I think he's a great human being. What about the eyebrow flash? You talk about the eyebrow flash. Can oh, you elaborate? Yeah. Well, yeah, so you notice something that most people don't, they do it unconsciously. You ever say hi to someone and you go, hey, hey, what's up, right? You, you flash your eyebrows. Mm. You do that, 95% of people will respond. It'll make you more likable even if, before you talk to them because what you're doing is it's a very friendly, hey, like what's up? Like if I go like this, you want to do it back. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone has Botox, it's not going to work. But, I just did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, an eyebrow, but if you do it, you're going to make them like you more. Now, if, if wow. I'm, like I, I gave this example on Instagram. I was at PSA and I had 
like, you know, I travel, but I normally like an assistant pack my bag or something. So I am an idiot and I put like certain bottles, shampoo, deodorant inside of my carry on. Mm-hmm. So they throw it away. So I'm like traveling, I'm about to go through security and I realize I'm like, oh my God, I had left these things in my carry on. My friend had as well. And there were like three different agents we could have gone to in line. And I looked at one. She was pretty mad. The other guy was pretty neutral, no lines on his face. And the other one had lines on his forehead. Now, lines on his forehead means he does this a lot. Now, if he does this a lot, he's trying to be friendly. He's a more friendly person. He's expressive. He's friendly. He's more friendly because he has lines on his forehead. The other one had lines here, but this is anger, like these two Uh. lines right here. So I saw she was angrier. I'm like, I'm not going to her. He went to her anyway. He's like, oh, whatever. It's not going to work. You're full of shit. Super skeptical. I go to the guy. He lets me through with all my stuff. He goes to the girl. She threw away everything, even something that I don't think anyone would have thrown away. We didn't even think about it. There was like $300. She threw away anyways. And I was like, Dude, you should have just come with me, you know? Wow. So, so look so for the ones with the wrinkles. Com- Give us your tips for how to be confident. So confidence is a feeling of comfort. It's, it's literally, if I told you right now, hey, $10,000, you know, pick up a, a cup of water, you would do it. Assuming I didn't hypnotize you, right? Mm-hmm. So you would do it, no problem. You would bet that because you're confident you could do that. Mm. It's not that you're not confident. Everyone's confident. It's am I confident in things that make me valuable? Like I'm confident in my own worth or am I confident that I'm not worthy? Mm -hmm. Am I confident that I'm good enough or am I confident that I'm not good enough? Mm -hmm. So confidence equals comfort. The more comfortable you are, the more confident you become. How do you get more comfortable? Well, anything that makes me uncomfortable, rejection, fear, being real, put it out there. Step into the uncomfort. The more uncomfortable I get, the more comfortable I'll eventually be in that, right? So you sit in uncomfort long enough, right. it gets comfortable. You get in cold water or cold pool, cold ocean at the beginning, Pacific Ocean out here is freezing, it warms up. You get right. comfortable. So you do it over and over again, you gain confidence in that. And I think that's how people build their confidence. Face your fear, face your insecurities, and that's how you gain more confidence. Now, why now, do we keep the bad things in our lives? Like a bad guy. Like, why do we keep them around? Why do we like them? Do better. So, like, you're not going to let go of what you have Unless you know you can get something else. Like, why won't people spend money? People don't spend money because they don't think they're going to make more money. If you knew you're not going to make rent, you're not going to have food. You're not going to spend the money you make, right? You're not going to spend the money you have. Mm-hmm. So similarly, if I don't believe I can do better, I don't, I don't believe I can have someone else because my self-esteem has been lowered by this partner. They make me feel like I'm not worthy, right? I don't have that core confidence going into this. I didn't really know what to think. Or maybe I'm just used to this because I grew up in a horrible environment. Well, guess what? Not only can you have better, like that illusion, that perfect fairy tale up, yeah. it's real. Just gotta actually not be attracting the shitty people. If you keep attracting shitty people, you're gonna have shitty love. The fairy tale mm. is not real. I'm no, it sorry. is real. I, I believe it's real. See, but the you're fact that you don't believe dreams. it's real shows me that first of all, you haven't had a healthy relationship. No, no, no. All my relationships have been beyond, like almost too healthy. Where I'm like, hello. Yeah, but that's but boring. Okay, here's the thing. When do we end a relationship? You end a relationship when at it's a boring. No, either when it's boring or at the peak of a fight, right? Mm-hmm. So when interest is gone or at the peak of a negative feeling. Right, or of a negative state. Yeah. So if you want a relationship to last, it's about one, keeping it engaging, right? Novelty, doing things together, being present, not just automating the relationship and making it boring where yeah. it just becomes a habit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be at a relationship out of habit. That's boring. So that's one. Two, if you're fighting, the more often you fight, the more likely you are to have a relationship that'll end sooner. Right? So if someone has really firm boundaries and you cross those boundaries, you're likely to end the relationship because you're getting into a state, one or both of you are getting into a state where you're likely to pull the trigger. So what I recommend is if you want the right partner, it's about how do I stay in? Like, for example, you guys don't fight that often. My best friend and I, Nima, Sean, all, right, all of us, we don't fight. If I fight with them, it's not going to last long. So, right. so if they respect you, they understand you, understand each other, you have certain expectations, they're met. You're going to have a good relationship. And I think that people settle. They'll date someone too quickly, you know, and then that's Mm -hmm. why they find the wrong partner. You mentioned 
when you fight with your partner, mm-hmm. the best way to fix the fight is to mention, um, do you smell popcorn? Can you talk about that? So that's called a pattern interrupt. So it could be, do you smell popcorn? It could be anything, right? So for example, people have an intention. So when I'm fighting with you, it's either to get you to understand me, get you to hear me, right? Why do people yell? Because unconsciously, they don't feel like they're being listened to. So they speak up, right? It's just little things. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Did you have a question? What were you saying? So, you- so you're like, di- like distracting them from the... You guys want sushi, right? Yes. See? She asked me a question, and I just asked another question. Completely well, you unrelated. said sushi. Sushi's my favorite food. So. But you see, I redirected focus. That's yeah. a pattern interrupt. So do you smell popcorn? Is really just doing that. You're focused on one thing. I'm like, oh, well, let's get you to focus on this. Mm. Imagine you're running a marathon. There's the finish line, and someone over there is punching you. Mm-hmm. Well, your job is to go in there and turn your head back to the finish line and ignore all the, the noise. So mm-hmm. someone will come to you and make noise. You just redirect their attention to the finish line. That's interesting. Um, you mentioned the best way to get over somebody is to be with somebody new. Yeah. Right away. And I think that's kind of not controversial, but some people would say the opposite. Can mm-hmm. you explain why that could be your advice to somebody getting over an ex? Yeah. So here's the thing. If you meet someone new and you like them less than your ex, they have less qualities, they're worse. This isn't the right decision. Right. But if you find someone, because sometimes, look, opportunities show up in ways that you've never you've never seen. Like I had a client broke up with a guy. She was divorced with him for like five years. They broke up. They separate. Her first day broken up, she meets the most like literally, I swear to God, like God sent this guy to her and she's like, okay, I'll think about it. I'll give you my number. Mm. And she's asking me, hey, what, what should I do? And she's talking about this guy. We looked this guy up. This is like, this guy's a billionaire. This guy's like in his 30s, good looking, everything that her ex wasn't. And I'm like, this is a godsend. And you're telling me that you're going to be like, I'm not ready. You think he's going to wait for you? Think an opportunity like that's going to wait? Hell no, it's not going to wait, right? So what I always tell people is it takes me like two hours to move on. I could love someone with all my heart, but it takes me about two hours to move on. Why? People loop on what they lost. Mm-hmm. When you get out of a relationship, you're focusing on what you're not going to have in the future. That's mm. scarcity. So I'm focusing on the fact that I lost it. Now, I will be grateful. I will miss them. I still love them. I still love all the girls I've been with. I still love all the friends I've had. I Uh-oh. love them and I respect them. But I don't miss them in the way that I need them. I don't need them. They're not with me because I need them, right? I think that's a healthy relationship. You come from a place of abundance, you can move on quickly. I can move on the next day and not really care. Now, I don't need to. I could be alone for a year and it's fine. But I'm not focused on what I'm going to lose in the future, right? Most people, that's their pattern to focus. They're focused on, oh, wow, look at what I'm not going to have. I'm not going to have the relationship. I'm not going to have the cuddles. I'm not going to have this. In my brain, not only will I have it, I'll have even better. So this person was great, but now I'll have someone even better, even more attractive, even more fun, more loving, Mm -hmm. more caring. Mm -hmm. So now I'm getting excited. Imagine having a car. Someone hits it. You like the car. But now you're about to get a new car. And the difference is, your career has blown up since you got the car. You bought the car a year ago when your budget was lower. So you love the car. But now you've made way more money. You haven't even thought about buying a new car because you're happy with this car. Your value's gone up though. So now the car's gone. You need a new car. Holy shit, I can afford. Look at the cars. Before I was high, driving a Toyota. Now I can get a Mercedes or a Lamborghini or Ferrari. 
Who's not going to be excited about that? And I think that's what people lack. They lack the confidence to know that they can always do better. Like my, my standards are high, right? My parents at one point were homeless. So wow. we were all homeless. Yeah, in 2008. So we, you didn't come from... No, no, no. No, we were rich. And then they lost everything in 2008. Wow. And then... The recession, I, right? Yeah. And then, like, everything. We were homeless. Like, we didn't, at one point, we didn't have water. We didn't have power. Wow. We didn't have gas in the house. Are you serious? So, yeah. So I know what it's like to have no money. Like, I didn't know what money was until we didn't have any. And then, you know when I ask my parents for McDonald's in the car and then they say, no, we can't afford that wow. for a dollar sandwich. It, 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 that's when I think, I remember I was like eight, but I was looking at how upset my parents were and, or like 10 or something. And I was looking at how upset my parents were. And I remember that I couldn't even get McDonald's. I stopped asking for things at that moment. Cause I'm like, yeah, I was spoiled, but I kind of realized, Oh wow, that's what it is. Yeah. And then as soon as I got into high school, all my friends were saying, Hey, let's go to cheesecake factory. Let's go bowling. Let's go to movie theater. And I couldn't go with them. I was like, Oh, and that's when I started to realize, okay, you know, money is a thing. So it's not that I, wow. it's not that I don't understand. Like, hey, look, I, I learned how to drive in a Honda um, Insight. It's like a Toyota Prius, but mm-hmm. a Honda version. Yeah, I I learned, you know, I didn't have money for gas in high school. So everything I made, I made on my own. But I could tell you this: I came from nothing, and I was young. So I don't care where you guys are at. You guys can make money. Money's easy, but it's a mindset. When my mindset came, my money came. If you pedestalize money, you'll never ask for it. You'll never think you deserve it. Like if I think three thousand dollars is a lot of money. All the things I could think about about how to make money now become really limited. So I'll think about jobs like minimum wage jobs. I'll think about being a server. I'll think about small things. The second my mind goes, hey, 15, 20,000, I'm like, okay, maybe I can get into sales. Maybe I can get into something that makes me more money. I get commission. Mm-hmm. You start thinking 30, 40, 50,000, you start thinking, okay, how do I start my own business? How can I start my own career? Instead of going to college for, you know, like the average cardiovascular surgeon in California, which is one of the highest paid places for all doctors mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. right? $28,000. That's the average salary for a cardiovascular surgeon. Someone who went to medical school. Wait, $28,000? $28,000. That's the average cardiovascular heart surgeon, cardiovascular surgeon. $28,000 a month. Oh, that's still, okay. I thought you were saying a year. I was like, um. My rent in my house is $40,000 a month. I just look at all of it and it's like, well, when your mindset's off, your business is off. You don't take care of your business. You don't take care of your mind. Your mind is a representation of your life. Mm. If I don't take care of my mind, my body will be a reflection of that. My relationship will be a reflection of that. My business will be a reflection of that. So I think people really underestimate how important their mindset is. You know, I was talking about this earlier this morning to my mastermind. I was telling them, I'm like, look, you know, your mind is conditioned to be skeptical. Your mind is conditioned to look at things in a negative light. Literally, you're five times more likely to focus on what's wrong than what's right. So if you don't train your brain and prime your brain to look at things that are good in your life, to be grateful, to be appreciative, to focus on things that are positive, you're not going to. And here's why that's important. Emotions drive actions. Everything you do, doesn't matter what it is, blinking, talking, walking, comes from how you feel. So if I feel bad, I'm going to take the wrong actions. The wrong actions, negative outcome. So if I feel good, I'm going to start to attract the things in my life that I want. Most people don't know how to feel good because they're not focused on what's good. They're focused on what's wrong. So you go into a relationship. What do you do? You focus on the beginning. You focus on getting them. So you feel good. So you get them. And now what are you focused on? What if I lose them? What if they hurt me? You just change your focus. Now you change. Instead of focusing on that, now you you focus on a negative outcome. You're not going to feel good. If you're on a cliff or you're driving and then you see a cliff, you're focused on going off the cliff. What's going to happen? You're not going to feel good. You're going to feel stressed. Oh my God, I'm about to go off the cliff. So now you're not going to drive well. You might go off the cliff. So it's similar to that. Instead of focusing on going off the cliff, focus on the road. Instead of focusing on the relationship ending, focus on how it's going to last. Focus on how happy you're going to be. That's what creates it. That's why you've heard like people like Tony Robbins say this. If you want your relationship to repair itself, focus on what you did at the beginning of the relationship, which is how can I make it work? Not, but both of you have to participate. It takes two to tango, right? Yeah, definitely. You can't be like, oh, you do it. No, no. We both do it or it'll both end, mm-hmm. right? If one person focuses on the wrong and one focuses on right, 
Now, one of two things will happen. Eventually, someone will fall into the frame of the other person. So if someone's focusing on how it's going to end, eventually you might fall into that frame as well, and now it's going to end because you're both focused on that. Or the other person will gain trust and be like, well, I guess I'll fall into the frame of how it's going to work, and then both of you fall into that reality. When you hang out with someone long enough, they start to become very similar. It's called rapport. Like you think about our ancestors, right? We came from the same tribe. To fit into the tribe, what would you do? You would start to blend in. Like even all of us, look at us. We're all crossing our legs. So we're, even our body language starts to match and mirror each other when we're in rapport. So you guys will start to do similar things over time. Like you'll start to talk the same. You're both nodding, right? All that, you'll do it over time. So if you spend enough, like you guys live with each other, you guys are going to talk the same. Use the same verbiage, same adjective, yeah. same descriptive mm-hmm. language. Totally. So, to be like so you guys are the same? Yeah, you guys are more <laughs> similar than anyone else would be to you. Because you guys live together. You guys are very exactly. similar. Oh, That's still pretty pretty different. Yeah. Very different. You, you even mentioned that when you first... Well, you are yes. different. Of course you're different, right? Um, I, initially, I even thought you guys might be sisters, right? You both have mm-hmm. light eyes. You both act the same, same mannerisms. I'm like, maybe they grew up in the same house. Maybe they're like half-sisters. I don't know, <laughs> you know? But it, it, like, really, I wasn't judging based on how you look. I was judging based on your behavior. Mm-hmm. I was like, you guys act like sisters, interesting all right so that's why i asked you remember i said you guys sisters and then i found out only later way later like you know three weeks after i met you guys that you guys weren't sisters we do seem like sisters we do we fight like sisters i mean you guys have the same fucking account you guys i don't even know who i'm dming (laughs) half the time that's what (laughs) makes it exciting though you never know i dm you guys i'm like is this julia is this alexis keep it keep it fun yeah we keep it interesting it's just hard and ray here we are exactly that's us here's how to understand men the way women view sex is how men view love. Can you explain uh, it? Actually, let me, it. let me let me reword that. So men view love the same way women view sex. Women value love. They value commitment. Men get validated how? You look at a primal guy, right? A, a tribal leader. Mm-hmm. What's important to him? Back in the day, women wouldn't get jealous if a guy would sleep with other girls because he would do that. That was a given. You get jealous if he fell in love with another girl because if he fell in love with another girl, now he might give her more resources her offspring more resources instead of your kids and his kids, Yeah. right? So now that's what made you jealous. What makes the guy jealous? There was no pregnancy test. There was no DNA test, paternity test. He couldn't tell if it was his kid. So what makes him jealous is anything physical because now he's not sure if he's going to use his resources, which back then were scarce, to take care of someone else's kids. So what makes men jealous is physical things. And studies show this. Women get more jealous over emotional connection. For example, if a guy went on a date with a girl, would that be worse than just some random hookup? Yeah, for most girls, they would say yes. Most girls. Around 80% of women will say it's worse for a guy to go on a date with a girl and have an emotional connection than to just have a hookup. Would you guys agree with that? I I think I would agree with that. So like a random hookup, meaningless, no emotion, forgets about her, versus date Mm -hmm. connection, no hookup. Yeah. Yeah. What's worse? I think that's worse, the The emotional connection. Okay, for a man, it's the other way around. Go talk to whoever you want. Go connect with whoever you want. Don't sleep with anyone because a guy who could sleep with a lot of girls is more attractive. No, I totally disagree. Well, that's no, gross. No, no, no. What, disagree, what you disagree with is a guy who likes a lot of girls. So if you, you're assuming. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because he slept with them, he has a connection with them. So that's what's gross. Because it means if the more the more connections he has, the less valuable he is. But if there was no connection, he's just a player, 
It's intimidating because he can hurt you and he might do the same to you, but he's more attractive because there's social proof because your brain's now understanding. It means they're good. I they're really, experienced. I really think I'm weird. So tell him how weird I Like, I really... Yeah, but I think you I like safe it. guys. You like guys you can control. She likes nerds. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you want a safe guy because you don't want to get heartbroken. <laughs> you're not, you're not, so this is the difference. You're not as attracted to those guys. That's why you get bored in your last relationship. That's why your relationships are so good. Hmm. The right partner, it's not about who's the boss, who's in control. You're a team. I agree 100% the team. I agree with you, Marcel. Are your parents divorced? No. Parents together? Yeah. Who's in charge? Your mom? No. Your dad? Mm-hmm. Are you close to your dad or your mom? Yeah, both. Okay. So does your mom act the way you act or is it opposite? No. Opposite. Okay. So you act more like your dad? Not neither one. Who's in charge in your parents' relationship? Me. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. If you really want to know, I'm probably in charge of my family. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But, but yeah. look, so you want control. Like, that is your personality. You want to always be in control. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm the same. Like, yeah. I'm not, I, I, I will not date a girl, right? Like, ever, who wants to be in control. You don't want the frat guy. You want a mix. You want a Prince Charming. You want a mix of the guy who can be soft and vulnerable, but is also dominant 100%. and a leader. 100%. But that's yeah. real confidence. Yeah. You want an actually confident guy. The I do. The problem is, girls can't find that. They find a guy who's close to confidence they're more attracted to but they're like that's a waste of my time totally. and you don't waste your time with no. the guy you don't want to be like yeah that guy's just gonna waste my right. time if i see phony i'm over it i can read yeah. right through it of course because you're real hundred, right but the point is you're dominant it's annoying so it's not i, I yeah. already feel like I, I can tell you now you're just gonna find a guy who's just more dominant point is is it's not common that's why you haven't found it it's yeah. rare especially in your scene when you guys yeah. go to these parties you're going to the scenes where these guys don't hang out right those guys don't hang out there they hang out at like conferences seminars mm-hmm. events that's where they go those that's where we need to go to find what about julia what's she going for same thing she just is more you guys are going for the same thing you just don't believe it exists that's the difference you know the different kind of guys you guys are going for the same types of guys her and i no no you're both wanting the same type of guy mm. but she believes it exists you don't believe it exists, so you settle for guys. You, you gotta don't like. get your mind right, girl. So she may have less confidence in other areas, but she has more confidence in dating. I'm okay with that. You can have all the confidence in the world in dating. All the other stuff, I'd rather have more confidence with. I so mean, we're good. I really think the right person will come too. It's like so cliche, but when you're not trying, it's like it'll just happen. You know, She's don't like a force Disney it. Princess. But- my, I, yeah, my point. I'm like, I grew up on it's Disney. It's annoying. Like, I'm like, oh my god, I, your head out of your ass. Hey, to be fair, I was just at Disneyland. My watch is literally Mickey Mouse. I don't know if you can oh, see. I it. love Disney. Yeah, I love Disney as well. So I mean, it's fine. It's you know, it is what it is. It, yeah. it's, wait, this has been so much, so fun much fun with you. It's very hot in here. I'm like, wait, turn okay, the AC off because like, the microphone picks up. Where can people find you? Is there anything coming up you want people to know about? Shout yourself out. Yeah, sure. So you can check out my YouTube channel at Marcel Klein. I'm sure you mm-hmm. guys will link it. And then at Marcel is my Instagram. Shoot me a DM. You know, actually, I'll give you guys a free gift if you want. So, Ooh. and I invented an audio and I made it. It's called Dominate Your Day, and it literally hypnotizes people for nine minutes a day, and primes them to be more successful. And normally I charge people 197 or 297 for the program. I don't know exactly what the difference is. I know it used to be 297. Maybe now it's 197. Uh, for those of you who actually want that audio, I'm mm-hmm. happy to send it to you for free. Just send me a DM Ooh. on Instagram. Yeah, all you have to do is send me Dominate Your Day or DYD on Instagram with your email. And I'll send you guys that audio. You can listen to it every day and become more successful. Amazing. I oh keep thinking you're saying dominate your dick. Every time you say dominate, I'm like, <laughs> is that what he's right. saying? I right. can't, can't with understand audio, that. With this audio, you dominate whatever the fuck you want. You know? That's exactly it. If you want so. more confidence and you want to like be free and be, you know, yeah, more and, and more I charge people $84,000 to hypnotize them per session, per month. I charge what? them a million a year. So once a month, 84K. 
you're getting me in your ear every morning at 9 a.m. So. so if you guys made it this far, thank you so much. If you like what you heard or even if you don't, leave us a review or yeah, rating, we subscribe, love share this podcast. You can find us at Excuse My Friend on all social medias. And if you want to follow our comedy, you can follow at Heartland Ray. And we will see you guys next time. We Let's love y'all.